Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. And uh, amen. Something that the Lord laid on our heart some number of years ago. And uh, we have been uh, endeavoring to stay faithful to what He asked. And uh, we've got some things to look at from the Word. But uh, just for reference to your giving tonight, uh, if you would, on your giving envelope, uh, you don't have to put your name on it if you don't want to. You may if you, if you want. Uh, but if you would just write the amount on the front that you're giving, because we'll be counting that the, the giving real time. I know we've already had some give uh, via PayPal and, and text to give, and so uh, I don't know how many. I know of, uh, of, of some, and uh, I'm sure there will be others watching online uh, that are giving. I know we have people from uh, uh, Little Rock watching. We have people from Mexico watching. Uh, we have people from uh, all around the United States watching. So uh, if you would like to get involved in that giving, if you just text FBIC plus amount to 28950, if you, if you text to give tonight, we'll put it uh, in the, the night of giving. Hallelujah. Uh, now, if you've never been with us for a night of giving, the, uh, the, off, the message is the offering, and the offering is the message. Hallelujah. And... Uh, Let's go over to Exodus 35 is where we'll start. The Lord said something to me one time. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I have to be cautious because I'm not trying to be critical of anybody or any certain group of people. But, uh, you know, there's a segment of the church of the Lord Jesus that they, they act like, you know, if you talk about money, or if you talk about giving, that, you know, that's kind of a taboo subject. And, uh, you know, the old folks that I grew up around, uh, you didn't talk, for instance, you didn't talk about politics. Your politics was your business. And you just didn't discuss it. I mean, if you were a Democrat or, or a Republican or a, <laughs> a no-crat, you know, uh, <laughs> It was, it was like you just didn't talk about it uh, because it was your business. And that's kind of how the church does it. But you know, when you look through the Word of God, God puts emphasis on His offerings. He puts emphasis on the seed. Uh, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, it says, uh, He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed shall doubtless return again rejoicing, bearing his harvest with him. But notice what it, it uses the phrase, precious seed. Precious seed. Uh, the Lord said to me one time, 
And you may have heard this in, in churches. Thankfully, you've never heard it here. But, you know, I've seen ministers over the years. They would say, uh, they'd get up and, and get ready to receive the tithe and offering. And they'd say, well, let's, let's get the offering out of the way. And the Lord said to me, he said, Philip, that grieves me. When people say things like that, it grieves me. And he said, because your giving is just as much an act of worship as when the music's playing and you're lifting your hands and worshiping God. My giving is worship. Uh, it, it is sowing, but it's worship. That, that, remember, that's, that's what the Bible says. It's, it's, it talks about the tithe in Malachi 3, and we're not going to go there, but it talks about the tithe. And, and the Lord talked about how the tithe was connected to honor. Right? And you know this because of the church you go to, but who does God honor? Those that honor Him. That's why we have it up there. Those who honor me, I'll honor. Amen. And so my giving, my tithing, my sowing, it honors God. All right? Because the, the very first reason... Is it because you're saying, you're saying, God, you're bigger than my paycheck. What my paycheck can't supply, you can supply. And like we sang tonight, uh, 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 the devil may tell you you can't do it, and it may look like you can't, but just use your faith and start to plant. Look, look over there, let's look at Exodus chapter 35. Exodus 35 and uh, verse 5. Notice what it says. The Lord says, Take from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it an offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass. So, so you notice this, that he says that it's an offering... And it's from a willing heart. Hallelujah. Now, look at verse 21. Verse 21. It says, And they, the children of Israel, came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone whom his spirit made willing. Notice this. And they brought... The Lord's offering. The Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of the congregation. And so notice it says two things that are very important. They were willing hearted and it was the Lord's offering. Amen. It was the Lord's offering. Now, in uh, the book of Exodus chapter 2. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. You should have stayed right there in the same chapter. Uh, verse uh, 29. And we can read verse 22 as well. It's just as good. It says, they came both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted. 
and brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets and all jewels of gold. And every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. Verse 29 says, The children of Israel brought a willing offering unto the Lord. Every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all manner of work which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. So over and over again he uses this phrase, willing, willing hearted. That word willing, it means voluntary, it means generous or noble or liberal. So here's my point. Notice how he refers to the offering. It's a noble thing. It's noble. It's precious in the sight of God. Amen. See, so does it matter how we bring our offerings? Does it matter our approach to the offering? If, if you approach something like you have to do it, and you know that's how it's been taught very often over the years in the church, you know that, that if you don't tithe, you're a God robber and God's going to curse you. And people say, well, that's what the Bible says. No, it's not. The book of Malachi chapter 3 says, you're cursed with a curse because you've robbed God. He never said, I cursed you. God doesn't have a curse to curse you with. Jesus bore the curse. God wasn't cursing people in the Old Testament. The Bible says their actions opened them up to it. So here's the question. Does it matter how you bring God's offering? It matters. It matters. Well, pastor, I don't have much to give. It's not in the amount that you give, especially in the beginning. It's how you bring it. Nobody in any church of any size will ever know who the biggest giver is in that church. Not because nobody's going to tell, but because, because the amount is relative. Remember when Jesus was sitting at, 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 at the, the, uh, 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 the treasury and it says that they, they saw all the religious leaders and the Pharisees and the scribes and they were making a big deal out of bringing a big offering, Right? But then Jesus said that little woman came and gave two mites, less than one penny in our money. I didn't know you could have an amount less than one penny. But less than one penny. And Jesus, it mattered to Jesus. The Bible says Jesus was watching them give. Amen. And he said to his disciples, he said, uh, he said uh, you know, they gave out of their abundance. But this woman gave all. So in this meeting tonight, we don't know who's given the most. That somebody could drop a check for $100,000 in the offering. And it be only a percentage of what they have. And then there could be somebody else that gave 50 and that's all they have. Who gave most? It matters how you give. I, I had to learn that. Amen. And notice he said, it's the Lord's offering. It's the Lord's offering. That's why we say um, it should be all the time but on the night of giving, 
if you're giving as a family, bring your family up and spend a moment and worship God. We're not in a hurry. Worship God over your giving. Father, you've blessed our family. Bring your children up. This is a memorial. This is a time when you point back and you say, that's when things begin to change. Or that's when we sowed that seed. And then when you see the harvest, you remind your child or your spouse, remember when we sowed that seed, we gave that to the Lord. And look what the Lord gave back to us. To say that money doesn't matter is to say that honor doesn't matter. I learned years ago, honor is shown. Oh, it's spoken, but it's shown. Hallelujah. Now notice this. Look at uh, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 2. We'll read verse 29 and 30. 1 Samuel 2. 29 and 30. The Lord, the Lord helped me see some things about this years ago. And this is when the man of God came to Eli concerning his sons that were disrespecting the offerings of God. And he said, wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice? Now hold that right there for one moment, please. That means to despise, to trample. They, they were going to the people that were there for worship at, at special seasons. And these people would be uh, uh, boiling the meat offering that they were bringing to God. They were going to boil the fat off of it. That's the way the Lord said to do it. And the priests would send their uh, servants to, get, to gather up all those meat offerings. Because once they were offered to the Lord, they went to the priest to take care of them. And, and, it, and it says, notice, it says that, that the, before this, it says that, uh, the man would say, well, uh, wait, a, wait a little bit, and when the fat's gone, uh, I'll give it to you. And it said that the man would say, no, you give it right now, and if you don't give it, we'll take it. And God says, why are you kicking at my sacrifice? Why are you despising it, trampling my offering that I commanded in my habitation? And notice, and you honor your sons above me. To make yourselves fat with the chiefest of the offerings of Israel, my people. Now notice verse 30. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now saith the Lord, the Lord saith, be it far from me for them that honor me, I will honor. And, and what's he talking about? Offerings. Offerings. What you give should have some thought in it. Hallelujah. I, 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 well, I won't get into a lot of stories, but I will share this one. I uh, used to deal with a young man, and he never could make it financially. And there are two things he did. He had God on the wrong end. He tithed last. And he, and he came up with a percentage of offering that he just gave. You know, if you come up with a percentage, you're generally 
going to make it the smallest percentage. Hmm. Amen. And you know, when I, when I would talk to him about it, he'd get mad. Hallelujah. You put some thought into what you're giving. Because what I'm giving is supposed to honor God. And he said, these sacrifices that are my offering, you're despising them, you're trampling them. And he said, don't you see that those that honor me, I'll honor? Amen. Notice in Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. I'm just taking some time to introduce this. Before we so give, honor the Lord. Mark 14, verse 4. Mark 14, verse 4. And uh, this is when the woman came and broke the alabaster box and put this ointment on Jesus. And notice, and there were some that had indignation within themselves. They got mad. And said, why was this waste of the ointment made? Now hang on right there. Who was it poured on? Jesus. And these are the disciples. They said it was a waste. Do you see that? How many know anything you give to God is not a waste? You're not donating. You're never donating. Amen. You know, there are benefits legally to giving in a nonprofit setting. And and we avail ourselves of those. and, And we give you a record of your giving each year so you can tell the IRS that you gave such and such amount into a nonprofit. But that's not why you're giving. It's not a donation. This is not like giving to the March of Dimes. Notice the next verse. For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence, a year's wages, and given to the poor. Isn't that interesting? Amen. I've heard people say, oh, those preachers driving nice cars, wearing nice stuff. Boy, you could sell that watch and and help poor people. Right. You know, I want to tell them, well, you could sell your watch and give to the poor too. I give a lot more to the poor every year than any watch I have could ever provide. Amen. My point is, it's dishonorable. They murmured against her. In other words, they're talking in low tones in the corner about her. Now no, no, notice the next verse. And Jesus said, mm, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She's wrought a good work on me. Right? For you have the poor with you always. Is that what he said? And notice he made a distinction between himself and the poor. He said, you don't have me always. You got the poor always. 
Hallelujah. And whenever you want, you can do them good. But you don't have me always. Verse 8, please. She's done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the bearing. Now notice this next verse. Verily I say to you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this that she's done shall be spoken of for a memorial. What is the memorial? An offering. What she gave. Hallelujah. What she gave. Glory be to God. Notice that Jesus got a little put out because they despised her offering. Amen. Say it out loud. Say, Lord, I'll never despise your offering. I'll always honor your offering. That's why you pray about it. That's why you seek the Lord about it. Every year you pray about what I should tithe. How much should I tithe this year? What should I give? Well, tithe's just 10%. Well, that's a tithe, but it's not the only percentage you can give. Amen. We're not just giving. We're presenting an offering to the Lord and worshiping Him. Notice 1 Chronicles 16 and 29. 1 Chronicles 16 and 29. Am I helping you? And notice, this is right after David brought the ark of God back to Jerusalem. And notice what David tells the people. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering. And come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So he says, give the Lord that is due his name. Bring an offering, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Our offering should give glory to the Lord that's due His name. Amen. And they're to be given as worship to God. It's not something you just get out of the way and move out of the way. Amen. Amen. You know, the, the, the denomination I was raised up in, uh, like I said, the offering was kind of a dirty time. Just get, just get it out of the way. You know, if somebody was writing a check or something, you know, they weren't ready and they were writing a check, the, the usher would stand there and wouldn't look at them. Because, you know, the Bible says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. Right? Oh, I don't want to see what they're giving. Well, who cares? Yeah, that's between me and God. Well, it is between you and God, but you shouldn't be ashamed of it. The Lord told me years ago, He said, never apologize for the blessings I've given you. Just, just, amen. That word, he, yes, He is. That word offering, it means a gift, a present, a sacrificial offering, usually bloodless, a gift, a present. A gift or a present is never an afterthought, or shouldn't be. 
Hallelujah. Have you ever got up one morning and your calendar notifications came up and it said, Billy Bob's birthday? And you went, oh, I forgot. I better grab him something. Well, here's the thing. How much honor is in that? Right? That's like the stereotypical thing. You know, the guy's on his way home and the secretary calls and says, don't forget it's your wife's anniversary. Oh. And then he's making a phone call. Hey, you want to go out to eat? And she's like, you forgot, didn't you? Just, just look straight ahead and nobody will know. Amen. But here, here's the thing. How much honor went into that? Zero. What time of the year is your anniversary? Every year. Is it the same date? Every year. So where do you ever have an excuse to forget it? Never. Amen. Right? So if, if I want to be honorable... It's not a last-minute thing, and then I act like I didn't forget. Oh, I thought you forgot. (laughs) No, baby. Got my fingers crossed. Right? A gift or a present that comes from the heart is one that's been thought out. One that's prepared for. Look at 1 Chronicles 22 and 14. I'm not spending a lot of time teaching on these, but who does the Lord honor? Notice, now behold, in my trouble, I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold and a thousand thousand talents of silver and brass and iron without weight. For it is in abundance. Timber also and stone have I prepared and you may add there too. David said, notice, I have prepared. Remember in 1 Chronicles, the Bible says that uh, Nathan was talking to the king and David was sitting on his throne and he said, it's not right that I dwell in a house of cedar and the ark is in a tent. And Nathan said what? Do all that's in your heart. But before he got, when he he got home and he got laid down, the Lord said, no, 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 no. He said, you tell David that he's not going to build me a house, but his son's going to build me a house. Right? And he said, and you tell David this, because of what he wanted to do for me, I'm going to build him a house. Oh, come on. Can you see honor? Can, Can you see it? David wanted to honor God, and God said, you tell him, because he wanted to honor me, I'm going to honor him. Oh, glory. Who does God honor? Amen. He said, I have prepared. You know, you know how David prepared? He, he, he would go out on those military campaigns and defeat those kings, and the first thing he'd do is drain their bank account. And bring it all back and put it in an account for the temple, for the house of God. He said, I have prepared. And he said, I've prepared with all my might. 
Here's what he prepared. 3,750 tons of gold. 37,500 tons of silver. Amen. Well, he said the house of God had to be exceedingly magnificent. That's what he said. David said the house needs to be a palace. Amen. First Chronicles 22, 5. Notice. It's, it's the verse I just quoted. It says concerning this, and David said, Solomon, my son, is young and tender, and the house that is to be built for the Lord must be exceeding magnificent. Now, hang on right there. It must exceed magnificence. So when people look at it, it will not just be magnificent. It will exceed that. Of fame and of glory throughout all countries. I will therefore now make preparation for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. The NIV says, it must be of great magnificence and fame and splendor in the sight of all the nations. So David wanted people from other nations to come to Israel and see the house of God and go, wow. That's something. Amen. The house was to produce awe and wonder. Now look at uh, uh, 1 Chronicles 29 and 1. 29 and 1. Say it out loud. Say, Lord, Lord, I'll always honor your offerings. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 29.1. Therefore, furthermore, David the king said unto the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom alone God hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. Now, now understand this. David's not long from going home. He's old. He dies shortly after this. You know, when you hear most preachers preach about David, they focus up, they either focus up on the shepherd boy that killed the giant or the king that made some mistakes. Well, he did make those mistakes. But the Bible says even after those mistakes that David was a man after God's own heart. Now, now we're getting some insight into why. Because of his honor. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And, and, and he's overseeing this last offering. And the work's great for the palace. Notice what he says about the house. The palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. It's not for man. It's for God. Now look at verse 3, please, of the same chapter. Notice this. Moreover, because I've set my affection to the house of my God. Notice where his affection was. For the house of God. Do you see that? I have of my own proper good, my own account, my own funds of gold and silver which I've given to the house of my God over and above all I have prepared for the holy house, even 3,000 talents of gold, the gold of Ophir, 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house with all. 
The gold for things of gold, silver for things of silver, all manner of work to be made by the hands of artificers. And who then is, here it is again, willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord. Here's what David gave, 101 tons of gold out of his own account. That's 3.3 billion with a B dollars. We reckon some of those religious people today would have said at that offering. That, that, that the preacher's up there and he's got three billion to give. That, that's, just, that's just one man's offering. He gave 235 tons of silver. Oh my goodness. Do you see that? When we give this offering tonight, it's a testimony to our family and everybody watching that our affections towards the house of God. Our affections towards the house of God. You know, I started something years ago, and of course, uh, you know, when Liliana came into our lives, she'll be five in November, and... Uh, uh, but I started something years ago. I started when she was two years old. Every service, every church service, I go get an envelope, and we put money in the envelope, and we fill it out with her name, and I give it to her, and I say, now here's your offering. Not just when she goes to kids' church. In every service, Wednesday night, Sunday morning, special meetings, if we have a week-long meeting, she gets a week's worth offering. Because I want her to know that we honor God with what we have. Amen. Look at uh, uh, 1 Chronicles 29, verse 6. Whew. Say it out loud. My affection, My affection is towards God's house. People say, why should it be? Because there's people sitting under my voice tonight that you were delivered from drugs in the house of God. You were set free from alcohol in the house of God. God put your marriage back together in the house of God. Your affection should be towards God's house. It should matter. Amen. First Chronicles 29 verse 6. Then, after David gave his offering, the chief of the fathers and the princes of the tribes of Israel and the captains of thousands and of hundreds with the rulers of the king's work, notice, offered willingly what they offer. Well, let's look. And gave for the service of the house of God of gold 5,000 talents, 10,000 drams, 5,000 talents, 10,000 drams, and of silver 10,000 talents, and of brass 18,000 talents, and 100,000 talents of iron. Verse 8, and they with whom precious stones were found, that would be diamonds, rubies, barrels, onyx, Topaz, they gave them to the treasure of the house of the Lord by the hand of Jehiel the Gershonite. And then the people rejoiced. Why? For that they offered willingly. Because with perfect heart, they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great joy. Now, they brought willingly... Hmm. 
$5.5 billion. So in one offering, they got $8.8 billion. Amen. And they offered that willingly. And, and who were those men that gave $5.5 billion? They were the men that you read earlier that says they came and joined themselves to David in the cave of Adullam. And they were, they were, they were distressed, in debt, and displaced. And after serving with David and walking in that anointing, now they have enough money to give $5.5 billion. Amen. Who's God honor? Hallelujah. The people rejoiced because of the willing offerings. Amen. Well, you know, Pastor, I've never been to a church where they talk about money this much. Well, get used to it. You keep coming, you're going to hear a lot more about it. Because that, that's, that's how your victory shows up. The message is the offering. It's not just what you're hearing, it's what you're doing. If you have not honored God in these matters before, tonight can be the start. As a dad, as a husband, as a parent, I owe it to my family to honor God in these things. Well, I want my kids to have a better life than I did. Then you better honor God. Because a better life doesn't just happen. Amen. I was, I was making out our check. Actually, one of our two checks. My wife gave me a check before I left, and I was making another one out tonight. And I was rejoicing, sitting in our home, rejoicing. You know, we got two homes. We got a home here and a home there. Well, you need two homes because you pastor two churches. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, Jesse needs a jet because he travels all over the world. Philip needs two houses because he pastors in two cities. And I was writing out the check and I was thinking, I was just rejoicing. I said, Lord, I remember there was a time I wanted to give and I didn't have it to give. And now I'm writing out these kind of checks. It made me, not, now I understand why David said, who am I? And what is my house? Remember that? Nathan came back to God, to David, and said, the Lord says he's going to build you a house. And it says that David got off of his throne and went into the tent where the Ark of the Covenant was and sat before the Ark and worshiped God and said, who am I? And who is my house that you would build me a house? You know, people talk about David's mistakes, but if you read there towards the end of 1 Chronicles 29, 
the last verse, it says that David died full of days and honor. Isn't that beautiful? Why did that happen? Because of his honor for God. Because of his honor for God. So this offering is a memorial. A time to be remembered. A time that we can point back and say, that's when things begin to change. Oh, the glory is here. Oh, hallelujah. So we want to prepare. Not just our, our giving, our envelopes, but our hearts. Our hearts. Our hearts. Hallelujah.